0: Now fight back with Libby Snymer on Zuba Radio with guest host Dave Woodard. Good afternoon. Subways,
1: subways, subways. That was the war cry of Rob Ford when he ran for office in 2010, and man, it was a successful one. Nearly 65% of Scarborough's residents voted for Ford that year, something that definitely helped put him over the top. But since then, the way forward for transit in the region has been anything but clear. First, it was Rob Ford promising 32 kilometers of tunnels across the city, but much of it under Scarborough. Then John Tory, after winning the municipal election in 2014, promised three subway stops along the extension at a cost of $2 billion. That's now become one stop and $3.35 billion. That's if council approves it this week. Critics suggest the city would be better served by an lRT system. Councillor Jenna Davis joins us to talk about this filer uh, this file rather Councillor welcome oh hi, thanks <laughs> I'm happy to be here uh, Councillor, is it too late to go back on the pledge for subways in Toronto?
2: Well, um, at this point, uh, councils being asked to push it forward further i mean the design work at this point is less than 5% um the actual estimated costs are very very um rudimentary at this point and you know it I, I don't believe it is too late um if the next time we get a report back that says the costs have now ballooned once again um we will be at 30% design and the sunk cost at that point will be about $119 million. So today we've sunk about $44 million into doing the preliminary work. But at a certain point, it's good money after bad. And I think this is the point at which we say, wait a minute. Um, we were promised when we voted last time, although I didn't vote for it, that the city could have both uh, a one-stop subway plus the Eglinton East LRT uh, for the same amount of money, and that Smart Track, the mayor's, Tory's promised transit line, would have at least um, 12 stops. It was supposed to be 22 stops um, with a five-minute frequency of, of uh, trains at a TTC fare all of those things are no longer true. And so I think the people of Toronto need to understand clearly what we're getting into. And that is we're sinking at least 3.35. If you add on to it, what else is in this report, which is uh, the cost of financing, which is Probably going to be about $110 million, as well as fees to Infrastructure Ontario if they do the work uh, for managing the project. We need to have reserves for contingencies and construction risks, and uh, it's about $3.9 billion at this point for one stop
1: subway. Okay, so what you're and saying. I
2: think we really need to say is this the right priority?
1: Mm-hmm. For the city of Toronto, now
2: and wh- the people of Scarborough, frankly, because with the LRT, which is still, I believe, uh, something that could be done to replace the Scarborough RT and the um, extension of Eglinton Crosstown LRT along Eglinton, we could have 17 stops there, seven stops on the LRT on the RT. And we could have far more access for the people of Scarborough uh, to be able to get to rapid transit across all of Scarborough.
1: Is it the plan of council then at this meeting to uh, defeat the idea of these cost overruns in order to you know, make the city go back on that?
2: It's not the plan of council. What we have before us is a report from our staff and they are recommending uh, to proceed, to uh, continue on with the design work, to, lo- to select the Macowan alignment, which is, we've been looking at where should the line go? These have just been lines on a map with some preliminary assessment. So they, they have now completed this very preliminary stage of saying, okay, it's not going to go along Brimley. It's going to go along Macowan, and here is the alignment. Um, it also has identified the need for a new bus station, something called a Triton bus terminal uh, concept that will be uh, at the end of the line. Um, and it will also give authority for our staff to go away. Uh, did I already say this? Undertake an environmental assessment, which is required, but also to negotiate with Infrastructure Ontario around who uh, a design build. Option, so it it moves all the yardsticks forward, and it requests that the staff come back to council when it is at 30 percent design, and at that point, council will decide whether we're actually going to go ahead and build it.
1: But doesn't that at some point know the costs
2: yet? All of these projects have taken a long time because they are very complicated. It's very right. complex.
1: But doesn't that in itself make the, the, the project that more expensive if you're just kind of putting it down the line?
2: We're not pushing it down the line. Each one of these steps is required to actually design and build and go through the approval processes that are required. So it's um, it's not being delayed in fact, it's the, the, all of the steps that are required to proceed are in here, including a business case and all of the um, major um, stages in the uh, pre-development uh, of the subway.
1: Okay, uh, PC leader Patrick Brown put out a release this morning. You may have read it. Uh, he said that the people of Scarborough deserve a subway, saying that the provincial Liberals are actually the reason for all these delays and the reason why there's not a subway extension in Scarborough. Do you think that the Liberals are really holding this up?
2: I don't think the I don't think that the Liberals are uh, to blame for um, the delay. I think the people who um, I think the Liberals are to blame for having a subway in the first place. They rolled over when Rob Ford came into power and said there shall be no more LRTs. And uh, they, in the in the midst of a by-election in Scarborough Southwest, said that they would fund a subway. But at that point, even, it was a three-stop subway. Um, and, and I think the Liberals are complicit, along with uh, the former TTC chair, and, and, uh, and Rob Ford. And here we are now. We are delayed because of the change in direction. And on top of that, now we have a new mayor with a new plan. So all of a sudden, we've got smart track laid on it as well. So every time you change the direction that we're taking, then we do fall further and further behind. I mean, the, by now, we would have had rapid transit under construction in Scarborough. If we had not gotten sidetracked on uh, on a subway option, I mean the LRTs were funded, all of the eas were underway, and, and all of the eas were virtually completed. So we were going to have an Eglinton Crosstown, Eglinton East, Shepherd East, Finch West. And we were working on uh, what's next in terms of priorities is a downtown relief line. You can add on all you like to the ends of the um, Danforth Bloor Line, Line 2 or Line 1 North on Yonge Street. But we can't squeeze any more people onto the main branches of the subway system.
1: What do you say to those people who claim that this debate is over, it's time to move on, it's time to get a, a subway extension done in Scarborough? At,
2: at any cost?
1: <laughs> That's what it seems like.
2: At any cost, and when the facts demonstrate that it doesn't justify it in terms of usage, utilization, at at what will probably come in over $4 billion, close to f- five, probably in the end, you know, it's just... It's turned into a a sinkhole, a black hole, and that's. This is going to be the longest subway tunnel anywhere, I think, as part of a local transit system. Um, I I think if we really, if the people of Toronto really understood, the cost implications and the impacts on other options for transit in Scarborough and the network right across the city, they would recognize that a rapid transit system uh, uh, that was a network of interconnecting uh, subway or LRT lines would better serve more people at a, a, a less expensive cost in the city of Toronto, like all modern cities are doing across North America and across Europe.
1: Okay. Uh, Councillor, I'd like to uh, change the topic for just one second. You're going to be hosting a public consultation this afternoon on Toronto's senior strategy. Given the fact that we are the broadcast wing of CARP uh, here at Zoomer, it's a Ah. very interesting thing for us. Uh, So what can you tell me about the public consultation?
2: Well, as you know, we um, have approved a senior strategy in Mm -hmm. multiple phases. Uh, We have completed phase one of the senior strategy, and now we're reaching out to hear from older adults across the city to hear what their priorities are and uh, to feed it into the next phase of our senior strategy. We have made Toronto an age-friendly city, um, which uh, calls upon us to integrate the needs of seniors or people... um, all people to create a, a city and a built environment that accommodates their needs and uh, if we have an age-friendly city that makes our streets safer or our um, services more uh, accessible then we're serving everyone better in the City of Toronto.
1: I agree uh, and if they can't be at the public consultation this afternoon how can they uh, get their message to you?
2: Ah well they can send it by email to Uh, counselor underscore davis at toronto.ca
1: awesome we'll put that up on our website thank you so much this afternoon and uh, we'll talk to you again soon thank you
0: you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one fight back with libby's nimer on zoomer radio with guest host dave woodard
1: So this story starts out a few years ago when Durban, South Africa, was awarded the 2022 Commonwealth Games. But as the years went on, it became obvious to the Commonwealth Games Federation that the city would not be prepared by 2022. So on March 13th, they pulled the Games from Durban and they're now looking for another city. Councillor James Pasternak looked at the opportunity and is now saying, why not? Put in a motion to be discussed during this week's council meeting that asks for research into whether Toronto could host the 2022 Games. Pasternax says we have much of the sports infrastructure still in place from the 2015 Pan Am Games, so it won't be as expensive. I want to hear what you have to say on this. Give us a call, 416-360-0740 or one 866 740 4740 Now, some councillors aren't so positive on the idea and have said so publicly. Councillor John Burnside joins us on the phone. Councillor, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dave. Uh, So far, what do you think of the idea?
3: Uh, Not very much. In fact, uh, there's pretty much no way that I would support it. Uh, You know, we've seen what happened with the Pan Am Games. There was a lot of hype. There was a lot of photo opportunities for politicians. But beyond that, uh, it was a lot of money that I think could have been spe- uh, spent on uh, elsewhere. We could have got more bang for our buck if we didn't host games like that.
1: Now I agree with you that it did cost a lot of money and it, it was uh, more than we expected. But it also put us in a very uh, positive light when it came to uh, when it came to, to uh, uh, Toronto on the global stage.
3: You know, people say that, but I think. You know that's how we viewed ourselves. I think we have a lot to be proud of. Otherwise, I don't think that the Pan Am Games. I don't think anyone really particularly cared. It was. It wasn't the Olympics. The Olympics is something different. That's absolutely something to consider uh, bidding on. But the Commonwealth Games. Uh, I think they're only one step above the Pan Am, and I just don't think uh, they're worth. It's worth the money. And and furthermore. You know, we a lot of people will say, oh, well, we, we can build this or we'll build that. I think it's time for politicians to grow up and say, hey, it's a worthy project is to build the downtown relief line or whatever the case is and just do it without trying to make an excuse by hosting the Commonwealth Games.
1: Right now, Bob Richardson, uh, the former head of the Pan Am 2015 committee, he actually called this uh, a back of the napkin type uh, type of idea, and that five years won't be enough time to plan. Is that is that really where you stand? Or do you have a, an issue with the Commonwealth Games or any games specifically uh, in general?
3: Yeah, Bob's the expert, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to comment on on timelines. But anything short of the Olympics to me is 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 really. Uh, second rate and not not to disparage these these uh, events there are a lot of great athletes but in terms of being on the world stage i just don't think it's it's money well spent Uh, a lot of ribbon cutting a lot of photo ops for politicians but to me not a whole uh a lot more than that
1: we do have a lot of the sports infrastructure though already in place we've got bmo field we've got uh, exhibition uh uh, the, although the entire exhibition area that was used for gymnastics during the Pan Am Games, we've got uh, you know the ACC, we've got uh, this, the Rogers Center if need be. Why not kind of piggyback on those things and go for something else?
3: Well, I mean, first of all, we don't really know what the cost is. Secondly, it's a huge disruption to the city. We saw that it was almost a year disruption uh, for the Pan Am Games. And, and then what Bob Richardson has said, which is that there's really not enough time to do it properly. And this whole back of the napkin idea, to me, if you can't do something properly, then don't do it all. There's just do it at all. There are just too many areas where we could get into a lot of trouble financially and otherwise.
1: Uh, Dorothy in Toronto, you wanted to say something about uh, the way that we're spending money.
4: Well, yes, because, you know, it's fine and good to have games and have all these things, but where's the money coming from when we don't have a subway or RTs for the Scarborough people to get downtown to their jobs and to be able to travel through the city? You know, put first things first. You know, get your priorities straight. Stop looking for ribbon cuttings and, you know, get get down to the facts here. We don't have the money for this. We need to do the important things for our people first.
1: Uh, Dorothy, I agree. Thanks a lot, Charmaine and Scarborough. You have a similar opinion.
4: Yes, I do, and I, I echo Dorothy's sentiments uh, as well. That um, I remember, I've been living in Scarborough for forty years, and I remember Mayor uh, Mel Lastman had the subway idea that was going to end close to the Metro Zoo, and that. Uh, That subway, as you know, ended at Fairview Mall. And we're still discussing and putting it off and putting Band-Aid solutions such as LRT. I'd like to challenge these counselors that are against it to be in Scarborough and try to get downtown or get across the city um, in a timely fashion to their jobs. Why are we uh, having games? We can't get these athletes and our guests from one game to another in a timely manner. Forget about the games and put the money where we need to, in our city, in our infrastructure.
1: Charmaine, thank you so much for your call. Counselor, it sounds like a lot of people are on your side. Uh, now, we did have Janet Davis on a few minutes ago before you came on, and, and she was adamant that we can uh, get still get an LRT going through Scarborough instead of the uh, subway extension. Is she right? Well,
3: I don't know that they're ultimately the votes there. Uh, For me, I'm not really crazy about the subway or the LRT going up to the or the cost of of either of those projects. Um, So we'll have to, you know, that'll play out at council a little bit more. Uh, I think that ultimately, though, that the votes are there to continue with the subway and uh, the mayor and I guess council as a whole is going to have to find funding for the uh, Eglinton extension of the LRT.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the, the more interesting parts of this is that council, or at least some councillors, still heavily believe that there should be an LRT instead of this one-stop subway extension. But it's interesting to think that this is a debate that's been going on for now, well, over a decade at City Council, um, and we still don't have really any kind of uh, concrete plan of what's going to happen.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's been obviously very contentious. To me, when people say the one-stop subway, I w- you could also express it as the one, the, the Scarborough Express. Um, if you look at the LRT stops, there the are four stops that are in the bottom five perform or six performing uh, stops uh, citywide. So I don't think that the fact that you're getting seven LRT stops is is a huge advantage. To me, what it really boils down to is is the cost, and if and if they're roughly the same. I'd stick with the with the subway because then you have that you have that seamless connection. If you can save say five or six hundred million dollars, then, then you know that's a different conversation. But the last we we heard at council, and I confirmed this at, at executive, is that the delta between the LRT and the the subway uh, was only about two hundred million dollars out of you know a three billion dollar project.
1: Right. What do you think is going to happen on the the subway file at uh, at uh, council this week?
3: Well, I think you know we'll probably follow the executive, uh, the, the executive committee's uh, recommendations, which is to choose the, uh, the Macau alignment and to move forward. I know Councillor Matlow is working hard and trying to um, show that the numbers. Uh, that he has are different than what staff has come up with. And I'll, I'll be interested to see what those numbers are, because to me, uh, you can one can argue in favor of an LRT or the subway. They're, they're good arguments on both sides. So ultimately, it's going to come down to cost. But unless someone can can show that that cost that there's a huge cost savings in doing the seven stop LRT, I don't think it's going to go anywhere.
1: Councillor Davis, and I'm paraphrasing here, but she was talking about how uh, there are still a lot of steps that need to be done and a lot of money still needs to be spent up uh, um, above and beyond this 3.35 billion dollars. Is she is are a lot of these things delaying the the, the subway even more?
3: My understanding is no. I mean, there, you, know, you need the environmental assessment and you have procurement issues. All these things are part and parcel of building a, a subway. I don't think the council is delaying it at this point, but you know, the costs that Councillor, I presume Councillor Davis mentioned, are costs, additional costs that are going to be incurred, whether it's a subway or an LRT. I mean, these are very expensive projects any way you cut it.
1: Helen in Scarborough, you want to uh, weigh in on this Scarborough subway debate.
5: Yes, I do, because I think this is the most pointless subway that's ever been thought of. I mean, we're talking over six kilometres of no stops. I live at Warden and Lawrence, and I'm a senior. So I did a little experiment just to see what would happen if I wanted to get to Scarborough Town Centre. So normally I would take the Lawrence East bus and then hop onto the... uh, the Scarborough Rapid Transit, and I'll be there in maybe 15 minutes, all right? In order for me to get to Scarborough Town Center, I have to take the Warden Bus, then I have to take the Ellesmere Bus, and it took me almost 50% more time and inconvenience, and it wasn't a particularly nice day in order to get there. And I was just absolutely annoyed with these people that are going on about how wonderful this, this subway with no stops as far as I'm concerned is going to be. They seem to have forgotten that there are businesses, including a hospital and residents that live between Kennedy and Scarborough Town Center, and the people of Kennedy, yes, I can understand how they would enjoy it, and the people up in the north end, where Scarborough Town Center is, how they would enjoy it. But what about the people in the middle we're, you know and those businesses we're just being totally ignored. Thanks. Nobody asked me how did I feel about it? They just go ahead as though a Scarborough subway is something that we deserve because we live in Scarborough? No,
1: we need good transit. That's what we need. Helen, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, What do you make of that, Councillor?
3: Oh, I mean, Helen makes some good points, but in turn, I mean, I'm not a Scarborough Councillor, so I do depend on the views of 10 of the 11 Councillors in Scarborough who are in favour of the subway. But unfortunately, the numbers just aren't there to make in my opinion, to make the argument that that all these stops are essential. and Midland, and Ellesmere are current RT stops. They combined have fewer riders or people getting on and off than the museum stop downtown. So, you know, I'm not sure that the number of stops is, or having these additional stops is such a huge advantage that people are making it out to be.
1: Well, there was this study out by Ryerson University, um, either this morning or over the weekend, talking about uh, the subway uh, extension. It would actually take longer. People would be on the buses longer uh, if the subway extension uh, stays as is over an LRT. Um, Is that something that's a concern?
3: Oh, absolutely. But then further down in the article, they also mentioned how once you're on the subway, it's going to be faster than an LRT. So it really depends where you're going. The total time uh, is is pretty comparable and may even, I believe, be less if you're going downtown. I mean, the concern is the is Scarborough residents traveling within Scarborough, and that's one of the reasons we have to get that uh, Eglinton LRT extension uh, completed, and we have to find that $1.7 billion in funding.
1: Councillor John Burnside, thanks for your time. Thanks a lot.